Hello and welcome to the first episode of After the Buzzer Sports Podcast. I'm Ollie. I'm Alan. And we have a guest star today and Josh. Josh, tell a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Josh Rodriguez. I'm the host of The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. If you guys have Apple Podcasts, you can find it on there. If you have Spotify, you can find it on there. It's dedicated to uh, the NBA and everything that's going on in there. I'm also an internet TV host. I've been on The Fumble, Fanium Sports, um, and I'm shooting a show at NBC right now. So look out for that if you're in the Los Angeles area. Cool. Uh, Alan, you want to tell, uh, tell about our topics today? Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals that just wrapped up recently. Um, the NBA Draft, which is tomorrow. Uh, or two days, sorry. Uh, Anthony, the Anthony Davis trade fallout, and some free agency predictions. Okay, let's just get it started. So, the NBA Finals wrapped up, and the Toronto Raptors are the NBA champions. Uh, the Golden State Warriors have finally lost uh, after dominating the Cavs like almost every year, except for 2016. So, uh, the, the Raptors mainly won because of Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson's injury. What do you guys think? Do you think that's true? Well, I, I think I think that if Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson were healthy, there's no chance Toronto would have beat them at all. No, there, there's, like, I don't think there's no chance. There's definitely a huge chance. I, mean, I think there's a chance, but I feel like the Warriors would have won said the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors, in the 12 minutes Kevin Durant actually played, the Raptors were still beating them. Yeah, but that's just, that's just 12 minutes, though, and that's at yeah, home. I, mean, I, I feel like if Durant was there and Clay was healthy, I, I think the Warriors win that in five or six. I mean, it's really difficult <laughs> to justify the fact that, you know, yeah, uh, a team. It took them six games. You know, it, t- it took them six games to beat him without a healthy Clay Thompson, without a healthy Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And you know, they are better with Kevin Durant. You know that that myth that they are better without him is finally put to bed. Yeah. Um, you know, they just weren't healthy. You know, when you lose your superstar players, you have to go deep into your bench, and people like McKinney are getting minutes. Jabarco's getting minutes. They normally they wouldn't get minutes in big games like that. So you are depleted. Um, but you know, don't take away credit from the Raptors. They played well. Um, they deserve the championship, and that was the cards that were they, they were dealt. You can't get mad at them for it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the, I mean, uh, for, I think Clay, like the team, I think that proves how good the Warriors were. Period. Just because they still fought pretty well, we're missing two of the three best players. Yeah, I wanted to say in Game Six, I watched the whole game. That team was fighting until their last breath. I mean. If you watched, like, the whole game, you could literally physically see how much they were fighting for that championship or, like, the Game 7. And the Raptors were just too strong. They were just completely the, – the Warriors were just completely depleted at that point. Everyone was tired. Uh, Clay tore his ACL. Uh, Kevin Durant was gone. The, the team was just dead. But they tried their hardest, and they came They fought short. pretty well. Having – Really, the only main score is Steph Curry, and being able to go that far, I think is really impressive. Because as we know, Draymond Green's the defender, the lockdown guy. I think Steph Curry player. was a little bit like banged up too. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't playing that well at all. Yeah, he didn't play good game six. He played great in every other game, but not game six. Yeah, you know it's difficult when Clay goes down and KD's down. You know the defense can focus on Steph. They went to a box and one and basically just followed Steph all the way around. And, you know, they put the clamps on him. When, you know, you have two or three guys on you every time you get the basketball. It's, it's, that's it's not really, easy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not really easy. Hard to, yeah, it's hard to score. So, 
I mean, I, you can, he might've been a little tired. It's a long season. It's their fifth straight finals. And when you have two or three people guarding you, especially the Raptors are good defensively. It's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It is really difficult. So, I mean, I really think the Raptors definitely have a huge advantage, huge advantage in this series. I think even if Clay was healthy, they might have gone to seven. Maybe they even would have won. Yeah. I have, not having him in game three hood him, I can tell you that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the Warriors did win game two without Kevin Durant in Toronto. They can win without Yeah, they can win just, without Durant. It's just like when Clay went down missing and Clay all, too? The, just, all the noise, it, it's just, it's a lot. It really is a lot for the Warriors. And I know one still should, like, is good. Like, can do it, but like, you really can't do it. Steph can't do it by himself on the offensive end. Like, Draymond Green is he's a, like great Draymond defensively not and offensive. for this team. Right, he's great for the team and he's great defensively, but he's just not a scorer. And without their two best scorers, not including Steph Curry, out, it's hard to score. And that hurt that because it ha- everyone had to focus on Curry, and then it's people like Igudala and Draymond had to step up, and they're not scorers. Yeah. But moving away from the NBA Finals, um, just after the NBA Finals, a blockbuster trade happened with involving the Lakers and the Pelicans as the Lakers sent Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including number four in this year's draft, for superstar power forward Anthony Davis. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I think it's a good trade for both teams. I mean, obviously, the Lakers have to win now to justify it. You don't trade for Anthony Davis and just make the second round of the playoffs and be happy with it. So, you know, if you're a Lakers fan, you have to be expecting championship. Yeah, I expect a championship. Yeah. So, And right now, you know, your roster's gutted, so you have to fill in the pieces. I mean, you do have two main cogs right there in Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but outside of that, it's Kuzma and Caruso. <laughs> so you yeah. Need, you, you, need, you need players, you know, who are going to step up, play defense, make shots. You know, Rob Palenka still has a lot of work to do to fill in, to fill in that roster, but it's a good start. Um, as far as the Pelicans, you know, this the long term is going to determine whether or not this trade was worth it. You know, they're not going to win a championship anytime soon, but they do have a nice core now. You're going to get Zion Williamson in the draft on Thursday, and then you have nice young talent, defensive talent too on top of that, that can, you know, be a playoff team in the short term and then maybe long term win you a championship. So there's a very distinct possibility of that. In the short term, the Lakers win a championship. In the long term, the Pelicans win a championship, and both teams win this trade. Yeah. Um, I think that I – th- I agree. I think both teams do win this trade because, obviously, Lakers get a superstar with Anthony Davis. Pairing with LeBron, that's like – that's already a championship contender. Like Josh said, we have to – they obviously have to get some other pieces. But right now, they're in really good position. And the Pelicans are in great position. They get number one pick in Zion, number four pick, and then a bunch of good players like Josh Hart uh, – Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and, and Drew Holiday. That's, that's a pretty talented team. Adding Zion and whoever they take number four is really going to help that team and make them a, like a playoff team now and in the near future. Right. A, a real contender. Right. Um, I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, oh, okay. I am not. <laughs> and I wanted to, I've been a Lakers fan for a really long time. And when LeBron came, I was really excited to see how he plays with this young core. And they, it didn't work out the first season. It really didn't. Injuries screwed up our first season. But once injuries, I saw the trade, oh, LeBron just being a terrible leader. LeBron wasn't. <laughs> it was injuries. There was a lot of injuries, man. Come on, Ari. Don't do LeBron like that. <laughs> there was, he was hurt. He, he missed 55 games. 
And Lonzo missed more than half the season. Brandon Ingram missed more than half the season. How are you supposed to win when all your players are injured? Yeah, Kuzma was hurt a little bit. Also, honestly, what Magic and Rob did, getting like Lance Stevenson and um, JaVale McGee and Michael Beasley and Rajon Rondo, the team they put around LeBron made absolutely no sense. Exactly. Getting LeBron was... I, completely, I agree with yeah, that. Get, it made no sense what they put around when LeBron. When you get LeBron James, you got to surround him with people who can play defense and shoot the three. And when the first three, four people you get are Rondo, no, McGee. Exactly. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of the team they should have built. So, honestly, for me, it's not on LeBron. He, he was injured. Before he was injured, he was playing at the MVP level. They were the four seed. Who knows what would have happened if he would have stayed healthy, if that team yeah. would have stayed healthy. But. Okay, I feel like it wasn't on LeBron. I feel like he did make a little bit of impact, like wanting to trade all of his young pieces to Anthony Davis. I feel like that didn't help the team chemistry at all. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's what I was talking about when I said he was being a It wasn't even LeBron's mean, fault. Magic Johnson was the one who was going full out, talking about going up to I the players it, and going, you might get traded. I think it was LeBron, too. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it was Le- LeBron right? should own up to that a little bit. I mean, if, yeah. without without LeBron's permission, that doesn't get leaked. I mean, LeBron definitely had a hand in that. And I, I think you are right in the sense that he does deserve some criticism for that. But for the reason why they weren't a playoff team and why they didn't, you know, exceed expectations, a lot of it has to do with Palenka and Magic Johnson, the team they built, plus injuries. You know, it's hard to get rolling when you when you don't have everybody on the floor. Yeah. Right. And – uh I completely agree with you. They surrounded them with the worst possible people you can surround them with. LeBron is a ball dominant player who's a really good passer. What you want is shooters and people who can play defense, not people that are good passers that can't score. Right. Like Lon- yeah. That makes no sense. And Lance Stevenson, they both are good defenders and can't score. Yeah, but that's what LeBron needs. LeBron needs people on the outside that can score. Yeah, but back to back to Anthony Davis. Um. Lakers, they traded away. Basically, when I first saw this, I was extremely upset because I saw that they traded away their entire team for Anthony Davis. That's my first thought. They just traded their whole team. But I wasn't even mad about it. I wasn't even mad about the fact that we traded Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart. I was mad about the fact that we also just gave up mostly our entire future for Anthony Davis as well. Yep. With, yeah, you did. With three first-round picks. That's that's a lot. You gave up pretty much everything to get We gave up all now. our assets if, just for Anthony if Davis. If you win real soon, you guys are in trouble. Like, if we don't win with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that's why I think the Lakers are under the most pressure this offseason. Because if you can't get anybody, then you don't win a championship. You just tank. And guess what? We don't have our picks to do that. Um, right. It, it's it's a in my opinion it's a really risky trade. But I feel like it's having... a high risk high reward kind of trade because like it could be great they could come win a championship this year because they've Anthony Davis LeBron maybe getting someone else a free agent. But also it could screw them. Yeah. They don't get anyone else a free agent. Let's say then then they don't win the championship this year and then they have to go in all out tank mode. But all their picks are gone now. Yeah. Uh, Pelicans. Are like, and... so if they go all out tank mode, they're just gonna help the Pelicans even more. Like the thing is Anthony Davis. And LeBron James should attract some free agents. My eyes, Kyrie they Irving. They yeah, but the, the, the problem with that is that if you sign Kyrie Irving, then you don't have money to fill out the rest of the roster. That's true. So you, you get Kyrie, but then who are you gonna guard? Who, who's going to play a small forward position? Who are you going to bring off of the bench? I mean, you can have two or three superstars in this league and still only make the second round of the playoffs. I mean, the way teams are this, this the Thunder. You know, generation, yeah, there's a lot of teams that have a lot of stars or all-stars, and they don't get out of the second round, or they make the conference finals, and that's it. I mean, look at the Sixers. They're stacked, but they couldn't get past Toronto. Yeah, they don't have it, a bench. 
Sixers exactly. Don't have and th- so if you get Kyrie, you're not going to have a bench. That's you're true. Not, you, exactly. you, get what, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have you, – Yeah, you I get can, it. You, you can build with around AD and LeBron. Look what the Raptors just did. They won a championship of Kawhi as their only superstar. You have two in Los Angeles. If I'm Palenka, I don't think I go after Kyrie. I think I just fill it in with people who can play defense. Yeah, and I, yeah if I was Kalinka, I would probably just go – I would stick with my two stars and then you just use all your extra cap space to get some good role players. That will actually help your team. They get Kyrie and they might be pretty screwed. Because yeah, that's true. I mean, it, I but it, it can happen. I mean, in the other scenario, you get Kyrie and then you sign a bunch of veterans who are willing to take pay cuts. I mean, it happens. Yeah. They play for the veteran minimum and they and they fill in like, you know, you get a Shane Battier type where LeBron had in Miami. It's it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that I, I feel more comfortable filling it in with other players and throwing all my money at one person. And, with, right. and yeah, that's another high risk Kyle Ward kind of situation. Right. Like, exactly. You could be risky. Yeah. Kyrie, I. Some people might want to go win a championship. They're going to take a pay cut to come win a championship with us. And but also, no one. Some people might not do that, and then they're going to be screwed because they're going to have three stars and nothing else, and that's going to have the same situation that uh, Philly has right now. Right. And as far as the Pelicans go, the Pelicans just are just just got set up for the future. You are in a perfect position. You have probably the one of the best young teams to come. You have Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson, which will be one of the more fun duos to watch in the NBA. You have Brandon Ingram, who's a pretty good scorer and has a lot of potential in this league. I mean, the Pelicans are set up for the future. Yeah, Pelicans are set up big even time. Without, especially even without one the fourth and four pick. pick. I mean, you're yeah, looking right. at a lineup. You're looking at a lineup of Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Julius Randle. And with the fourth pick, you can, like, fill in, like, the other position. It, this team is set up. It, they really are. Yeah, I think they made the right move, especially because Anthony Davis wants out. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't look like a lot on paper they got on this trade. Like, oh, my God, they just got Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and a couple picks for Anthony Davis. This is terrible. But when you think, really think about it, this is great for them. This is going to set them up for the future. And, yeah, this is going to help them big time. Not now, maybe not now, but in like a year, a couple years, like five years, they might be – the best team in the league. We might be pointing at this moment saying this is where the Lakers went wrong. I mean, and the Lakers, there's a huge chance they struck out and they don't have anybody. And they ha- and then the Pelicans have all their picks. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so you're then taking a chance. You're just taking a chance. I mean, as a Laker fan, listen, I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> we haven't sniffed the we haven't sniffed the championship we know. My, my whole lifetime. So basically, you know, if I'm a Laker fan, I'm happy. Right now with within a year, two or three, I could be looking at a championship. I'm a little I, bit I, upset. I'm a little yeah. bit upset, but at the same time, I re- I'm really excited to see what we do with these two guys and how we build around them. I really am excited. Um, but, yeah, so speaking of the NBA draft and draft picks, uh, next up we'll talk about the NBA draft, which is in a couple days. And there is some heavy rumors right now at the top of the draft. Obviously, with the AD trade, now the Pelicans have two top five picks. And the Grizzlies – are looking to get their point guard of the future and get rid of their point guard, Mike Conley. Uh, where do you guys think he'll end up? If he gets Conley? Traded? Yeah, Conley. Uh, um, well, I, I know Utah is very interesting, but Mike Conley has stated that he doesn't want to go to Utah. Um, another destination that I hear is Indiana. I think he'd fit nicely yeah, in there. Indiana with over... Victor Oladipo, that's a great and that would be a good. Court. That would be a good one, too, backcourt. That's a It'd great, be a great one too, back door. And, and and then on top of that, you know, the Indiana was a playoff team without Victor Oladipo. You add Oladipo, who took LeBron seven the year before that, and then you had Mike Connolly. I mean, the Pacers 
you know, the way the East is looking now, I mean, they, a, a lot of teams are in flux. We don't know what the Sixers are going to bring back. We don't know if Kawhi is going to come back to the Raptors. If Celtics are falling apart, the Bucks have a lot of people to resign. You know, we could look, be looking at a situation where the Pacers are one of the best teams, if not the best team in the yeah, East. They might. It's, it's, yeah, it they might. It depends where the Bucks sign and where Kawhi signs. Because if Kawhi signs with the Raptors, obviously they're going to be contenders again. Right? right. But if Bucks get everyone back, they're going to be contenders again. But they might not. The, exactly. The Bucks have a lot of guys to resign, and some guys are going to have to take pay cuts to come back. Exactly. There's a lot. Of, every team in the East has a lot they have to rely on to return to what they were. And, you know, if the Pacers can get Conley and Oladipo returns to back to form, I mean, they are honestly the best team or one of the best teams in the I East. I mean, the Bucks can bounce championship contender just because after this weird, after this little trade. I mean, thinking right. about the Bucks, they just got Eric Bledsoe. They signed him. He was the first guy they signed. They signed him to a five-year, seventy million dollar contract. If a lot of Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> if Eric Bledsoe gets seventy million, Chris Middleton's gonna want more than that because Chris Middleton's better than Bledsoe. And then you also have Malcolm Brogdon, who's thinking if Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton get seventy million, why can't I get seventy million? So I mean, the Bucks are pretty screwed right now. Um, and then yeah, the Pacers definitely could get Mike Conley, but I think a lot of people are also um forgetting about the Detroit Pistons as a destination for Mike Conley if they actually agree to get a bunch of crappy assets. I mean, well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, trades are two-way things. You know, they're not just going to give Conley to the Pistons for the sake of yeah. giving it to. Yeah. So uh, what can the Pistons offer him? I mean, Reggie, Reggie uh, Jackson's on his, is on a bad contract. So you're going to have two point guards. I don't know if Memphis is going to want to take Reggie Jackson's contract. And, it's do a we, very... and the only way that would work is we have to give up either drum and a break. And I don't know if I want to do that. And the Tom Ward's or uh, pick. GM we can't of the Pistons. Give up any more picks because we're in a really bad situation. GM of the Pistons is actually a former Grizzlies executive, Ed Stefanski. He said yesterday in a press conference that he is looking to build around the big three of Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, and Blake Griffin. And all Pistons fans are like Reggie Jackson is terrible. <laughs> like yeah. you can't you can't build a big three with a Reggie Jackson. He's just not good. Ever since he dinged up his ankle, he's just not been good. And he just can't I completely agree. It's not a good enough big three. You need another, like, you need someone like Conley. Then that you could have a real big three of Conley, Griffin, and Drummond, and that could be a real contender. Not for the finals yet, but, like, at least you could be a high seed, not an eight seed, or not playoff team. But, yeah. And I think those are basically all the destinations you have for Mike Conley that anyone's actually going to take a big contract for an aging player. But, yeah, I, I I just don't see how Detroit pulls that off. I I, I agree. I mean, it, that'd be a nice. Uh, I would here. love I, Detroit I like, to pull that off. I'm a huge off. fan As a of. Uh, fan, I would love yeah. to see Detroit to pull that off. But yeah, I, I mean, and, and, unless, unless and they get Blake some... Drummond, which they're not willing to do. I don't yeah, think. Detroit has some nice talent too. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. I think Luke Kennard is a, is a very uh, underrated player too. So you have you have pieces there. Yeah, but I think the Grizzlies' best bet is to keep Mike Conley and trade down. Because if they trade down a couple picks, they get Jared Culver. Then you have one of the best defensive teams in the entire NBA. Yeah, Mike Conley. Talking about this at school. Yeah, we were we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. You have Mike Conley, Jared Culver, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas Valanciunas. That's just like one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Yeah, that's a very good defensive team. It's something to build around too. And that's what the Grizzlies like live and on. Culver can't shoot. I mean, can't score. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very good team to build around. The, I mean, the Grizzlies have always been grit and grind defense. And I right. think if they if they want to continue that tradition, they trade down and get Jarek Culver. I agree. But who do you – so what pick? The five pick? The four pick? Five pick, four. I mean, the Pelicans, well, the Pelicans are the Pelicans are looking to trade four. 
Yeah, the Pelicans are looking to swap with the Grizzlies. They want to get uh, RJ at two. They want to pair RJ and Zion together. Oh, if, the, if RJ RJ goes to the two, that, are you happy about I'm that? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Josh, but your Knicks are going to be terrible for years to come. Oh no, I don't want RJ. <laughs> don't yeah, want don't RJ. you want Ja more than? I, yeah, I want Ja. I would love if RJ went to the Pelicans. But why would Jha. why would why would the Knicks draft Ja when they already have three point guards? Because well, because the three stupid. point guards we have are garbage. <laughs> I mean, Dennis and Jr. I mean, and Nidakila are good. I don't know. No, Nilakina has been awful. Um, I like him. I think he's going to be solid, but I think his ceiling is probably a, a backup point guard. He's very good defensively. His ceiling like is the Patty Mills, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Dennis, like, you can't go higher. Like, yeah, might develop into like a solid six man, maybe, but I don't see him going into even a starting role to make a different kind of real on a real contender. Dennis yeah, Smith Jr. I mean, is good, though. I like Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis, he's okay. okay. I like. Jennifer okay. Junior, but like that would be a good one too, pairing John Morant. I, I, I think Smith. I think Job I think John Morant's ceiling is way higher than Dennis Smith Jr.'s ceiling. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. can be used as a trade chip. I mean, if we get Ja trade Dennis, I mean, I I like Ja that much. I think he can be a tough. I think Ja can be a really league. great player, especially yeah. Ja can be a great great sports. player. Yeah. I mean, I think you I, see I, the I would Knicks be getting if they got Ja. I think you see the next Pelicans would make sense to trade for the number two pick. Speaking of because. We know Zion and Audrey are really good friends. They want to play together. So that right. would make the chemistry a whole lot better just like No, that. but R.J. Barrett stated he only wants to play for the Knicks, and that's it. Yeah, that's, well, sometimes it's, it's a business. You don't get to choose when you play. I know, but... Plus, <laughs> it's with Zion. Yeah, I know, Everyone but R.J. Barrett Zion. is literally, like, going on. I'm not taking any meetings with any other teams. I want Knicks. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll Which sucks for Josh because he didn't want R.J., but... Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, the Knicks missed on Anthony Davis. I mean, why would I mean? And everyone's Knicks fans are upset about that, but you also have to face reality that David Griffin's not going to trade Anthony Davis to a team with no assets at all. Well, and right. that's and that's the thing. I mean, I was. I mean, I know you guys didn't know me back then, but I was very against the KP trade. It's because, you know, you look at the Knicks roster. Who who's going to want to come to the Knicks and play? Nobody. Without Kristaps mm-hmm. Porzingis, it's like, oh yeah, we got uh, we got uh, Kevin Knox. Like no, like, no, one wants to come, <laughs> no one wants to come play with Kevin Knox. Like give me give me a break. Like we have nothing to show. Even if Kevin Durant was healthy, why would Kevin Durant come to the Knicks to? You yeah, know? all he, all the Knicks have is a big look. That is it. They have nothing. nothing to show. They have, Most we people have nothing. come to a team with a star. So like, oh, me and him, we can build. And yeah. the Knicks no are gonna under. Be like Kevin Knox. That's my boy. We're gonna go win a championship. Knicks are that's under. Knicks are under huge pressure to get something this offseason because of the Brooklyn Nets. If the Knicks don't get anything, Brooklyn Nets will obviously get something in free agency because their team is extremely attractive. And then the Brooklyn Nets will completely overtake the Knicks as the team in New York. Well, I, I, I you guys, I, I'm not sure if you know how New York works, but the Knicks fan base here is absolutely huge and nobody cares about the Nets. But I will say that if KD goes to the Nets or something like that, maybe Kyrie, that it, it could change. I mean, I, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it here in New York. I still think the Knicks will be the more popular like, base just because it's like, it's oh, the it Knicks, has been. Madison but, Square Garden. Yeah. Like, but I think that. It's a lot of the Knicks fans are gonna start like be a bandwagon go to the Knicks fans. Yeah, it's possible. Like, it's possible the bandwagon fans everywhere. And then on top of that, Brooklyn just got some their fans franchise. are like not like yeah. strong fans. I mean, so, like, Brooklyn the, Nets. obviously the loyal fans like you are never gonna change, but like not like that loyal fan, I mean, just like fans because yeah. they're a big market. Just look, they might change. Look at the Brooklyn Nets right now. They traded away all their draft picks and easily the worst trade in NBA history. The Celtics got older picks. They could have had, like, a lot of superstar players. Regardless of this, the Nets still ended up getting a lot of really good players. They ended up developing them really well. And they ended up making the playoffs this year. And and they gave uh, – who do they play? The Raptors? No, they played Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, they ended up giving the Sixers a bit of a fight. 
Yeah. I mean, listen, the Nets are by far the better organization right now. They're the better team. I mean, if you're going to choose a team from scratch, I would choose the Nets. But, I mean, the fact is, here in New York, the Nets are last in attendance. I mean, that's not good. There are a lot of bad teams in the league where fans don't show up. And New York City is very big. For you to be last in attendance is not good. Yeah, so, that just pretty much shows you where. Like, that's very true. Yeah, it, it shows you how much people care about the Nets, and that's zero. Yeah, yeah, but that could change. That could definitely change. No, it can. You're right. It can. With right. if they if they do end up getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin right. Durant and whatever. Yeah, if Kyrie and Kevin Durant come here, you're gonna see a lot of bandwagon Nets fans. I guarantee you, especially across the country too, not just in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, wherever Kevin Durant goes, that's where everyone goes. I mean, everyone loves cupcakes and snakes. So <laughs> exactly. Right. And so. plus, that could win them a championship. Kevin Durant, another every solid player, could definitely win a team a championship. Yep. Um, and last but not least, let's go into free agency that we've already briefly talked about this, but there are some guys that I do want to talk about, and that's Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I, mean, I think I think there's no chance he's staying at the last is it? I mean, it's show it's no showing chance. that he's What do you mean no chance? He, I, they just won a championship. <laughs> I can't place that. I, I think there's a chance. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's he seems like he's showing that he doesn't want to stay with them. He's like, I won you guys a ring. Don't be mad at me when I leave, is I think what his mindset is. Fred Van Vliet, and I quote this, Fred Van Vliet said yesterday, yeah. if Kawhi Leonard joins another team, we're just going to have to beat his ass. But <laughs> That's exactly what Fred Van Vliet said. Um, and I think that's true. I think the Raptors, if they don't get Kawhi, if they don't bring back Kawhi Leonard, I think there will be some really good players that are interested in going to the defending NBA champion. Yeah, especially after they just won an NBA champion. I know they lost the best player, but just – they're going to think. You Kawhi still have it, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, who's amazing, actually, proving that he's very good. Uh, Serge Ibaka, Spicy P, Marcus Gasol. I mean, I can just go on and on. Right, they could just go. You know, someone, Kawhi's going to lead the Raptors. That's my opinion, but who knows? And then someone's going to be like, Kawhi can do it with this supporting cast. I can do it. They're yeah. gonna go, and they're going to win them a championship. And no, and if you think Kawhi's going to leave, where do you think he's going to end up? I think the Clippers. Yeah, okay. Clippers. I, Clippers are heavy favorites for uh, Kawhi. Yeah. I, I want Lakers. Clippers. I want Lakers, but I don't always get what I want. But I, I think it's between the Clippers and the Raptors. I mean, he wants to go home to Los Angeles and play there. That's what he's he's always stated. But I think you right. can't deny the fact that winning a championship in Toronto has some sort of pull. You know, when you win a championship and then you're standing in front of millions and millions of people at a parade cheering you on, it's kind of hard to leave that. So, yeah, I think the Clippers are the favorites, but I do, I, I wouldn't say there's no chance Toronto signs. Yeah, I think it's like 60 40 winning uh, Clippers. I agree. I think that it was way like definitely no chance that he's going to come back. But, but when they won before helped. and then when they won the championship, now he's probably thinking, like, well, if I go to the Clippers, I'm going to get to play in LA, I'm going to get to be in a big market. Like a, right. But if I stay here, I just won a championship. Everyone here loves me. Like I'm basically, I'm like fate, like loved in Canada right now, and I, I might be able to win another championship. I so also he, think Kawhi Leonard. He a lot of people. Well, this is in my eyes. I don't know about a lot of people, but Kawhi Leonard. A lot of people think he might leave is because of what he did to the Spurs. I mean. It's true. Well, he had beef. He, he had beef with the Spurs organization. I mean, they treat. They he he didn't feel like he was being treated well. Um, he was injured. He felt like he was being forced to play. And then Tony Parker and Popovich and everyone started talking bad about him in the media. It was a completely different relationship. Yeah, that's true. That's that's definitely true. I don't think it was all Kawhi's fault, but I definitely think some of the Spurs situation was Kawhi's fault. Yeah. Not I mean, all he... of it. I definitely think the Spurs didn't handle it great, but, like, I think some of it was their fault. Yeah, Kawhi. I think Kawhi didn't really just want to play there that much anymore. 
I agree. Uh, so I mean, if and then if you and I think if you're a Raptors fan, you do have to have that situation in mind about free agency because you you just never know what these teams what they've done. I know what the players are thinking. I mean, especially Kawhi because he's so shy. He's not like. Um, come up to. I mean, Kawhi. I think in the past year, I think he's definitely become a little bit more open about stuff. Oh, definitely, but he's still a pretty shy guy. So yeah. St- really hard to tell what he's. Thinking. No, Ari, Ari. No, he's a fun guy. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's still, it's really hard to tell what he's thinking, what he's like thinking about doing. So you really can't know until he makes a decision. Some people like that are more open about this kind of stuff. You can tell, like, a lot earlier. But Kawhi, he's not that open around it. So, we should yeah. sit here and wait till it I mean, no one's open out. about free agency. I mean, no one. Right. I mean, except for LeBron, I think. LeBron was, like, easily just going, oh, it's probably Cleveland or the Lakers. I mean, that was basically LeBron. I mean, LeBron was really open about it. But that's LeBron James. Well, um, I, like, some people are more open. Like, they're not trying to hide everything. Kawhi is right. trying to hide a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Kawhi Leonard. I think it's like one of those superstar players where you have like no idea what's going on with him. Pack out. Yeah, nobody knows. Let's wait and really find out what's happening. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Celtics. No, I. There's no okay. chance he comes back. No chance. I, no chance he goes back to Celtics. I think he's. I think his relationship with the organizations. It, it's not the Knicks. It's not the Knicks. I think. I think he is. I think he he left Cleveland so he could become a leader of a team, and. Not the Knicks. That's my opinion. That's next. That's next to Lakers. That's next to Lakers. I don't think he's gonna play at the Lakers. I mean, he left the one one just because. I'm not being. I'm not being biased. He left LeBron so he could because he thought he could lead his own team. Clearly, that didn't work. Now he wants to go back to LeBron, probably to win another championship. I mean, LeBron brought him a ring, so. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I mean, I would say Nets. I would say Nets Lakers then Knicks. I think if KD was healthy and KD was going to the Knicks, the Knicks would have just as good a shot as anybody, but since KD got hurt and no one knows what he's doing, I think the Knicks are kind of out of it. Uh, I think the Nets are his preferred destination, but he also, you know, I, he's made comments about regretting, not so much regretting, but understanding where LeBron was coming from with their days in Cleveland, and he's yeah. empathized with LeBron, and I think their relationship's a little patched up, and I, I could see a little reunion. Yeah, I, I, I would love reunion. I could see it. I don't, I think it's possible. I think we really don't really know yet. I think it's kind of just... Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a, I think it's a small chance. I think I think it's a bigger chance he goes to Brooklyn. If I had a guess, I'd say Brooklyn. Yeah, if I had a guess, go Brooklyn. But I think it's possible for a reunion. I I also it's not, think it's New not York, like out there. It's not like it's ridiculous. It's I think New York is actually. I mean, it's either Brooklyn or New York. If for because I like the Lakers. Um, if he wants to go with LeBron, I think he goes to the Lakers, obviously. But like, I think I think he's probably really looking at the New York market, either Brooklyn or New York. I think New York, if, like, another superstar agrees to join him there, I think he I might go to, end up going to the Knicks. Like, Jimmy Butler, they've talked for years now about joining up and hitting up New York City and playing for the Knicks. Um, so maybe if those two guys agree together to join the Knicks, they might be able to join them. But yeah, I think I think it's actually – if that does, if Jimmy Butler goes, there's no way I'm joining the Knicks, um, then he I think That's it's either happen. between the Nets or the Lakers. Right. So, and then Kemba Walker, probably the most interesting free agent, because we have no idea. Kyrie Nobody Irving, has Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant. We all know they only have like one, two teams in mind. We Kemba have, Walker. We have absolutely no. He's, give, he's given away absolutely nothing, which I think is impressive on his part. 
I mean, no one has any clue. It's gonna come down to whoever he chooses. He chooses. No one's gonna have. No one even really has a thought on it, because he just hasn't said anything about it. No, Kemba Walker loves Charlotte, but Charlotte stinks. Um, I love Miles Bridges. I'm a Michigan State fan. I love Miles Bridges. I'm a Michigan fan. Let's agree here. Miles Bridges is not that good of a player to be like, I'm going to join the Hornets back next year. No. What? I think Kemba Walker is going to leave this team because they <laughs> suck and they've treated him absolutely terribly by not giving him any talent and giving Nicholas Batum a five-year, 60-whatever-million-dollar contract it was. I mean, I, they've been treating him absolutely like he's crap. I think he needs to go. I, I completely agree. I think there's no chance he stays. They don't have any caliber players. That are enough to pull The only him reason he stays back. is because Kemba Walker is a really nice guy and he loves the city of Charlotte. It's the only reason he stays. If he wants yeah. to actually win games, he leaves Charlotte. He needs yeah, to I... put his self, I mean, put his team over his kindness right now because if he's this kind, like he, like everyone knows he is, he's never gonna win a link. There's no chance. Mm-mm. He's too nice. He's going to stay with bad teams his whole career, and he's going to ruin his whole career because he's not going to win any games, and it's going to be blamed on him, even though it's not his fault. Yeah, I mean, he only has like two or three years left in his prime anyway, maybe four years. He's he's 31 years old. I mean, there are talks about him going to the Lakers. I mean, he, he could be a but I like Lakers. I like Lakers, too. But I, I listen, I think I think Kevin Walker is, is the most underrated point guard in the league. I mean, you don't hear about him because he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. But, I mean, he's filthy. He can do anything. Honestly, uh, if I'm you, I mean, I, I would prefer Kemba over Kyrie just because I feel like he fits a team better than Kyrie does. Kyrie tends to do his own thing, like you saw in Boston, and it kind of fell apart there. Kemba can fit right in. He can do whatever LeBron wants him to do and, and, and just play that role. I, just so, like, I, mean, I do like Kemba Walker a lot. I think Kemba Walker is probably a better choice because he's going to take a super contract too um, than Kyrie Irving by a little bit, and that could also help us get some veteran players to help out. Um, so I do like Kemba Walker, but as far as talent wise goes, I like Kyrie Irving just because I know what he's done with LeBron James before. Yeah. So like speaking of Kemba, I feel like he has has to make a decision now. Does he want to play his whole career, be a star player and do nothing? Or does he want to leave his team, go to a good one now and not waste all of his prime? He really has to choose right now. I think this is, I think this is a career defining moment. This free agency will define who he is as a person. It really will. For future free agencies and everything, this will really define who he is. I completely agree. A loyal player who wants to not win anything or a player who wants to win a championship and will do anything. Right. So. But, yeah. Um. This free agency will be very interesting. This draft will be very interesting. With very Clay, KD, Clay, KD going down, the whole NBA landscape has changed next year. Anthony Davis to the Lakers. So much has already happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll probably do it for today. Yeah, thank you guys for watching this episode. Uh, thank you, Josh, for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, see you guys. Bye.